want to thank you for joining us at Cowboy Junction Church today. As you hear this message, we pray that your faith will grow and you'll be both encouraged and challenged. If you enjoy what's happening at Cowboy Junction, it would really help us out if you would subscribe, rate, review, and share this online. You can also help us reach others by partnering with us financially. You can easily give a one-time gift or set up a recurring gift at cowboyjunctionchurch.com backslash give. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey, Cowboy Junction, we are going to talk today about how do you hear God? And so I have a question. Have you ever wanted to know what God sounds like? Well, I have a question for you on top of that question, okay? Are you willing to listen to God? And that's what today's all about because we're in a message called Pivotal Prayers. It's moments where you find yourself going one way and through a powerful, pivotal prayer you play, pray, it completely takes you a different direction, and it changes your life forever. And we have been talking about some really dangerous, scary, soul-searching prayers so far. And today, this one means a lot to me. It really does, because this prayer changed my life. It is the beginning of everything you see in my life today. So if you would... Take your Bibles and I want you to go to 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. While you're turning there, would you join me in prayer? Father, we love you. We thank you for today. And Jesus, today with all of our heart, we, we surrender ourselves to you. We listen to you. Father, today I pray that this dangerous prayer we're going to look at, this scary prayer, this pivotal prayer found in 1 Samuel chapter 3. I pray, Father, it opens our ears to the safe prayers we're praying. And we would step out and start praying scary prayers, prayers that stretch our faith. Father, today I pray that you would use us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So one of the things that I've noticed about my prayer life, I don't know if your prayer life is like this, but last week I opened up and really shared with you guys my desire for safe prayers. Prayer of Jabez is a great example. Last week I kind of talked about it, and I talked about that there was a time in my life to where it really stretched me. It caused me to believe past where I was and to what God could do, and it stretched me. But there was another time in my life to where God had brought me to a, a, a bigger level. But I was still praying this safe prayer, and I wasn't praying those gutsy, soul-searching prayers that were really growing my faith. Well, let me tell you, that's how we kick off today. That's one reason it's so difficult for people to hear from God. Just one reason. It's not the only reason. But one of the reasons I think so many people struggle with hearing from God is because you pray too safe of a prayer. God, bless me. God, use me. Lord, I love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Is that a great prayer? That's a great prayer. It's an incredible prayer. But it's a safe prayer. Maybe your prayer life looks like this. God is great. God is good. And we thank him for this food. Amen. Yeah, maybe that's the extent of your prayer life. And you know what that is? That's really good that you pray. And it's really good that you believe. But you're way too safe. And we're going to look at one of the ways that we listen to God. And there's nothing that dials us in more to listening to God than when all you got is God to listen to. Seriously. And that's scary. No doubt. Some of us are even thinking right now, uh, you know, I was complaining because I couldn't hear God, but now I don't know if I should complain anymore because if it's going to cost me something, I'm just cool with God being quiet. Oh, quit. You're 
faith is screaming, God, what do you want to do in my life? I don't want my life just to be a blurp. I don't want my life to be something that just happened and didn't have any kingdom purpose at all. So if we're going to have kingdom purpose in our life, we've got to be people that are not afraid and have the faith to pray some scary, dangerous prayers. And one of those prayers is, Father, I'm listening. And I'd like to show you a prayer that changed my life and directed me in a pivotal way to bring me to where I am today and had probably everything to do with every blessing. I look around and go, there's God, there's God, there's God, there's God, there's God, there's God, there's God. And it all wrapped around me learning this incredible little story from an incredible young man named Samuel. In this story, Samuel was probably in the fifth or sixth grade. I mean, seriously, how little is that? And the story is in 1 Samuel chapter 3, and it says this, verse 1. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, and where his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, so everybody's asleep, that the Lord called Samuel. And he answered him, here I am. Stop. Let me give you a backstory on this. Eli is the priest, but he is not a good priest. He's an apathetic priest. He doesn't have much compassion, but he didn't have much conviction either. He's just fulfilling a role. Now, this apathy has drifted into his family, for his sons are helping serve in the tabernacle, but his sons are completely wicked. In fact, if you go back and read this, you see just how awful and wicked his sons are. And what does Eli do about it? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Everything that's happening in this priestly family is disgusting to God. In fact, it's kind of fun to take a look at it and just to see the things, not only that we, we pay attention to the things that God likes, but here you get to see the things that God really doesn't like. And God is done. He's washing his hands of Eli and all of Eli's descendants. And he's going to do it through this young boy named Samuel. Okay, So in this moment, you see that God is starting something new in a young man who doesn't know anything about God. But maybe that's his secret. The fact that he doesn't know what to do could be the very thing that directs him into doing exactly what God wants him to do. And think about it. Sometimes the very options we have become the very things that distract us from the very thing we know we should be doing. Options are wonderful, except when we compare them to whether we should do what God wants us to do or to do all the other things that we're, we have available to do. Samuel didn't have that. And this is the moment to where Samuel just did exactly what God was asking him to do. In this case, just listen. So we see that God speaks to him and says, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel says, here I am. But he ran to Eli and said, here I am, 
for you called me. And Eli said, I did not call you. Lie down again. And he went and laid down again. And the Lord called Samuel again. Samuel, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And Eli answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. And pay attention to verse 7. It says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And, And that's something... I want to stop and just kind of get your attention on. God is speaking right now. God is even speaking to those who don't even know what God sounds like. Just the fact that you can't hear him doesn't discount the fact that God is still speaking. Today's message is asking you the scary, dangerous prayer of, are you willing to listen to what God is trying to say? Because something very interesting happens. And the Lord called Samuel again for the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for did you call me? And then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, your servant hears. Speak, Lord, your servant hears is listening. This is the pivotal prayer of the day. Because it was this very scripture that asked me if I was listening for what God was wanting to say, and am I willing to hear what God wanted me to hear. I was 18 years old at West Texas State University on the fourth floor of Jones Hall, and I had every intention of taking you on a road trip today to Canyon, Texas on Jones Hall, and that's actually getting video of my old dorm room in my bed, and the quarantine shut that down. So Heather suggested we go to New Mexico Junior College and fake it at a dorm room there, but New Mexico wouldn't Mexico Junior College wouldn't let us in. So we're stuck here. So close your eyes and use your imagination. Here's this kid sitting on a dorm room bed at West Texas State, and he's on his knees. He moves from the bed to his knees, and he buries his head in his pillow after reading what you just read, and he just simply prays, Yes, Lord, your servant is listening. Yes, Lord, your servant is listening. It may not seem like much to you, but it was that pivotal, dangerous, gutsy prayer that changed my life forever. It was from that prayer, I was willing to go to Phoenix and be discipled. It was from that prayer, Lord, whatever you want to do. I slept in the back of my truck at some rodeos, brushed my teeth with a milk jug bottle full of water and, and, and looked at the stars at, at the night and then woke up in the morning and did cowboy church service. It was that prayer that caused me to move from Phoenix to Lee County. It was that prayer that caused me to step out and ask Heather Bean out. It was that prayer, Father, whatever you want me to do. That doesn't seem like much to some folks. But to be willing to listen is one of the most dangerous, pivotal prayers you'll ever pray in your entire life. And I want you to think about it. Are you listening to God? Let me show you the rest of this story because it's very important. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called at the other times, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel answered, Speak, 
for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. See, I think today the message is very clear. We have to stop and pause and think, are we listening? And I have just a few points I want to talk about, and you may want to write these down. You may want to share them. But in this message today, uh, there's some stuff that I think I have learned, and I'd like for you to probably jump on and to hear what I've heard God say. The first question is, how do you respond when God is speaking to you? How do you respond? And your response is everything. And what caught me on that day on, at West Texas State and fourth floor Jones Hall is I, for the first time ever, responded in the way that Samuel responded. Heck, he was in the fifth or sixth grade. I was in college. But the same message was true. What's your response when you listen to God? There's three things I want to talk to you about. The first one is this. If we're really going to be good listeners, we have to, number one, be still. To be a good listener, you have to do the brave, courageous act of just being still. You know, um, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about what it's like to pastor right now during the quarantine. And can I be honest with you that from the outside looking in, it doesn't look like I do much. But the other day I got to sit down with someone and explain to what some people would say doesn't look like much is actually a whole lot of something because a lot of what I do right now is I just be still before the Lord. Now, inside of me, I'm a raging war. Should we go back? Should we have church again? Should we bring everybody in? Um, should I, should I go out and should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? And I have a lot of do list inside my head. Um, do whopping is taking place right now inside of my head. But see, do whopping never changed the world. In fact, I can't do it like that. The only way that I can ever be the person God wants me to be is if I'm willing to be still before my Father to know the person that He wants me to be. Being still is everything. Let me tell you what, what my prayer life looks like right now. I do a lot of breathing prayers, okay? And, and I just learned this, by the way. But there are times I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to pray. So one of the first things I do is I'm just still before the Lord. Father... I'm here. Father, I love you. And now, Lord, I'm not going anywhere. I want to be with you. Show me what to pray. And this is what my prayers start looking like. You ready? I breathe in, and I breathe out. And when I breathe in, whatever comes into my heart, I pray. Father, I pray for Kelsey and Travis right now, and I pray for their business. Use them in a big way. And it's the first thing that pops into my head. It's the first thing that pops into my heart. And with one breath, I'm praying for somebody that God wants me to pray for. <sighs> Father, I pray for Kelsey or, or, or for, for Taj and Bridget and Courtney. Lord, bless their business. <sighs> Father, I pray for Jerry and his business. <sighs> Father, I pray they would sell their house. 
And Lord, it's, it's just this moment of me just breathing. And the first thing that comes into my heart is the first thing I pray for. And I would never do this, usually, because I get way too busy. And with me being still, I'm able to just pray and seek God. And, and tell you what, in the last week, we've had so many people pr- move, send in their prayer requests. This has helped me so much as I pray and believe for people. But you know how you pray for people? You've got to learn how to be still first. This isn't a rarity. In fact, Psalms is full of us learning how to be still. In fact, one of the coolest Psalms you can read right now, if you have a problem with being still, because the anxiety is worked up in you and you're all torn up and you're just pulled back, back and forth, you need to go pay attention to Psalms chapter 46. Psalms chapter 46 starts off with this. God is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in trouble. Does that make sense? See why we have so much to relate with this? Do you feel trouble right now? Do you feel anxiety right now? Well, no doubt, the author of Psalms knew it too. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried to the midst of the sea, and though the waters roar and are troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, and all throughout this, the author begins to say, though this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens, then he wraps up with this at the end of Psalm 46. He said, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us, and the God of Jacob is our refuge. So the first step in us being able to listen to God is do you have the courageous ability to just be still? Number two, do you have the ability to be willing? And that's what I love about this story, is this young man had the ability to be willing. But but willing for what, okay? Because it's like, okay, I can be willing too. Let's take a look at something. Why don't we read the rest? Because God tells Samuel, 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 and Samuel says, yes, Lord, your servant is listening. And God says, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that make the ears of those who hear about it tingle. And if you stop right there, you go, ooh, I want some tingle in my life too. But did you see what kind of tingle Samuel is going to have to now do? Look at what God says. In verse 12, in that day I will perform against Eli. All that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. This is God's way of saying, I'm wiping out the entire lineage of of Eli. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows. Because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for the sacrifices or offerings forever. God says, Samuel, I am done with Eli, and you're going to be my messenger to go tell him about it. 
Now, it doesn't sound so tingly, does it? And that's the question I have. When has God ever given you a stru- an instruction that was ever easy? In fact, look out all throughout the Bible. When did God ever give anyone an instruction that was easy? I couldn't find any. He told Jonah to go preach to Nineveh and to be the voice that spoke God's word. And Jonah said, I don't want to go. It, did, it wasn't easy. It could be bad. He spoke to Moses, I want you to be my messenger. But Moses' insecurity spoke up. And instead of Moses saying yes, Moses turned and said, I stutter. Find someone else. I'm not your guy. Every time God gives you an instruction and gives me an instruction, it's never going to be easy. But that's the secret to being able to listen and to be able to hear God's voice. You have to be willing. And if you're willing to hear what he has to say, God will speak more in your life. Here's a quick, here's a freebie. You ready? Maybe God's not speaking because you didn't obey the last thing he told you to do. That's okay. Just go back. I've had to do it a lot of times. I've had to turn to God and say, why haven't you said anything? And he goes, I did. You just didn't do anything. And I've got to go back and apologize and say, okay, remind me. What was it? Give me the details. And God's not bashful. You've just got to be willing. And Samuel, even though it was hard, even though it was scary, even though he liked Eli, even though it was a hard task for a fifth and sixth grader, he did exactly what God told him to do. It's a great lesson for each and every one of us. Are you willing? And real quick on that, on are you willing? Are you willing to be convicted? Are you willing to be challenged? Are you willing to have your faith stretched? And if you are, then you're stepping into some dangerous, scary territory, which is a pivotal prayer and a pivotal process that could change your life forever. Don't miss it. The third and final one, and we're all done. We've got to learn how to be ready. It's not just being still. It's not just being willing. We've got to learn how to be ready. Can I show you something real quick? I I picked up this morning my prayer requests. These are the stuff I showed you a minute ago. And so many people, just page after page after page of people who have personal, important needs. But my printer messed up. Okay, Maybe your printer does this too. It prints off one extra sheet of blank paper. I don't know why it does that. I mean, we could blame the lack of force mainly on printers that print one more extra sheet. Maybe not. But I, I was sitting there. And this morning was staff prayer. And I was going down through these and I was reading them and I was praying over them and I saw that my printer printed off one last blank sheet. And so I laid that blank blank sheet on the floor and I put this prayer request over here and I was praying. And as I was praying, I laid these aside and I just began to pray for myself. Father, use me. 
Father, I pray that you would speak. I pray that you would do something. Father, today I just come to you and I just begin to go on the list. Father, I pray that you would show me when to open the church. Father, I pray that you would make me a good pastor. Father, I pray that you would provide all of our needs. Father, I pray that you would bless Heather and I. Father, show me what to do. I pray that people like me, Father. I pray that through all this, our church grows and doesn't shrink. And I was just telling God everything I wanted to get done. And it dawned on me. That's another reason why we don't hear God. is because we pray safe prayers full of everything we want God to do. So now, I don't know what to pray. Do I tell God what I need? Or is that what I shouldn't do? And I just simply opened my eyes. And laying at my feet was a piece of paper. It was the very piece of paper that my printed, printer printed off one more sheet. And as I looked at it, it dawned on me. Do you realize one of the most pivotal prayers you will ever pray is when you show up to God as a blank piece of paper to write whatever He wants to write, to say whatever He wants to say. And sometimes we show up to God with a whole list of everything we need him to do. And that's not bad. But it's safe. It's scary. When we allow God to speak. Whatever he wants to speak. <sighs> yes, Lord. Your servant is listening. What if you, right now, where you're at, didn't go to God with a list? In fact, that might be the safe way to pray. But what if today, possibly this whole week, you became the blank piece of paper to allow God to say what He wants to say so that you can listen to what he's been trying to say. And it's scary. It's uncomfortable. It could take you to some really awkward places. But in the end, you'll be able to hear the voice of God to do what it is that God wants you to do. Yeah. Today, I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to ask for God to speak to you that you're primed to listen and we're willing to obey this prayer yes Lord your servant is listening has blessed my life in every possible way but it wasn't safe and it was often scary but it stretched me Father today I pray for my friends and in this time I'm sure every one of us has a list a mile long of what we think we, you need to do, of the things that we think need to happen, of all the things that needs to be fixed, of all the things that need to take place. And the fact is, Psalms 46 tells us you could be shaking the mountains. You could be rolling the seas. It is our job to be still. And know that you are 
God. Right now, I pray that you would specifically speak into an area of our life. And it could be scary. It could be dangerous. But no doubt, we know it's your voice. And we trust and obey when there's no other way. We will follow you and trust and obey. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.